Good morning and welcome to Sport and Life with Sam Kingovich and Leon Wigard. Sam, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Leon. How are you, my good friend? Oh, very, very well, old boy. And uh, things are boiling up now. We've got the grand final uh, only a couple of thousand miles away, so uh, uh, but the interest is building. Well, I've got to be implicitly honest with you, Leon. I don't feel the same degree of enthusiasm as you, my dear friend. Well, Here I reckon there's, there's 20... There'd be 50,000 people would have been going to the equivalent of Vang Sang lunches on the Friday that won't be going to lunches. Well, not only, uh, not only would we be attending a multitude of social events, but more importantly, Leon, uh, you might have detected earlier last early in the week there's an extra uh, spring in your step, a bit of alacrity. You'll notice above, if you peer above your eye line, you'll notice that a cloud in the sky, a bright blue beautiful. sky, and you can almost smell the roses and that smell of spring in the air. And yet for some inexplicable reason, this is a great uh, paradox. You see so many people walking with their heads down, uh, almost whispering, totally frustrated. When we should be on top of the world, here we are being, for, for obvious reasons, well, not obvious reasons. I know COVID's a real thing, but here we still are at lockdown and across the Nullarbor, They've stolen another one of our great events. I, I read uh, with interest uh, Jeff Kennett's column during the week, and he was uh, lamenting the number of Victorians that can't wait to get out of the state uh, once they're allowed to, to go on holidays, but more seriously, the ones that are going to leave permanently. Well, I think we've lost, I think the numbers were, I think 34,000 have exited permanently. And I shudder to think, you know, the amount of people would be contemplating moving to, uh, dare I say it, to more salubrious, not salubrious grounds, but more harmonious and compatible grounds. Victoria, we were the leaders once, but anyhow, we've become a fiefdom of confusion. But anyhow, that's for another matter. It's not a political... I just thought I'd bet my spleen to a degree. Well, and uh, whilst it's grand final week and we're normally ho, 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 it's not that ho, ho, ho with me. Well, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, you know, Sam, that it's spring. Spring means the spring carnival. And wow, that's to, it. We have online today Ben Hayes, of course, is uh, one half of the Ben Hayes and J.D. Hayes training combo. Uh, they're the sons of David Hayes, grandsons of the great uh, Colin Hayes. And we say good morning to Ben. And uh, Ben, thanks for joining us today. Very nice of you. No problem, guys. Pleasure to be on the show. Are you up at Eubrower? Yes, I am currently. You, you live up there, don't you? Yes. So I've, uh, I've probably, the way it works is we, I'd spend five days at Eubrower and between two to three days depending on the week. So I spend most of the time up at Eubrower. And I've, I went to the website and had a look at your uh, Lindsay Park stud. Uh, website and there's a magnificent property. God, it's uh, you ever missed a trick there in that development? No, we're, I'm very, very lucky. Uh, my old man had a vision years ago, and he's developed a beautiful property property for uh, JD and I to train on. And uh, now it's very nice waking up in the morning and looking out of the heart at our own private training facilities. It's a big advantage to have, and uh, really uh, thankful for the father 
for being able to build something like that. <laughs> I want to take you back uh, through the family and then hand over to Sam who'll grill you uh, about racing and uh, and uh, what your aspirations there are. But um, w w did you ever call JD anything else but JD? Um, it was, I think it was more my mother. Um, she was scared it was going to get called Jimmy. So she got on the front foot and made his his actual name's James David. So it's just abbreviated to JD and it's it's kind of stuck. So yeah, uh, JD and Will and it goes really well. And I think it's a good name. And and there's a third brother, of course, that's uh, uh, made his name through football. Yes, yeah. So uh, Will's actually um, he's put, he's on the Bulldogs list. So he's uh, he's got a very interesting week this week. Liam. Yes, he has. He's over in Perth. I think they took the whole list, didn't they? He's got a big build up. I don't. He's not going to get a game. Uh, but he's uh you know, he's been playing very well in the VFL year and it'll be a big thrill, I think, if the Bulldogs could do it. And I think his VFL side won the premiership there as well. So he's had a good year. They're firing. Now, your own football, you, uh, I know your old man was a good player in uh, South Australia. You, you oh. played too. <laughs> I was the best, Hayes. I just got injured. <laughs> oh, Leon, stop being patronising. None of them could play. <laughs> uh. Ben was half a coward. Oh, God. <laughs> Strike a lot. I just never got the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a good, he was a good utility, Leon. You know what that means, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yes, yeah, no good. <laughs> um, but your old man was an athlete too. Um, so uh, did you not he take was. that up? Um, yes, he was. I was actually not a bad runner at school. Uh, I was I was handy. Um, I went to <laughs> state level, but not much further. I was more interested in Aussie rules and and girls, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now, at the time, at the time, uh, your great grandfather—not not your great grandfather, your grandfather who was great—he <laughs> uh, died in the very late nineties. Um, you would have been a young buck, uh, no doubt. You, you know, like all kids, they know their grandfather or like them. Loved them and all that sort of stuff, but uh, were you quite aware of how famous he was? Tell the truth, uh, no, I wasn't. And I, I wish now, position where I'm in now with my brother, God, I could ask him some questions. Um, I just remember his grandpa, and um, yeah, he's uh, he used to come and visit uh, most days after work, and no, he was, he was a great. Great grandpa. He was very good. Now, uh, great man, Ben, uh, when you went to school, were you ever embarrassed walking up to the tuck shop with a $100 note when all your school kids had uh, shekels and dimes? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, my parents didn't like me. They sent me to boarding school, Sam. I realise that. I know your privileged <laughs> life. I know so very I was well. lucky I got fed. I got fed. I had canteen lunches every day. I didn't have to use money. <laughs> well, Leon, Leon's critiqued your life early doors, but uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about today and onwards. I guess, you know, you mentioned your sporting background. I guess the job, the role you play now is a bit like Captain in Collingwood, one of the biggest brands in the world and the pressures that come with it. 
Do you feel the enormity of the pressure that's brought to bear now that Dad's in Hong Kong? I know Mum's still uh, overlooking the uh, empire. I think it's still a, 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 a matriarchal society now instead of a patriarchal one. But uh, you must feel the pressures of, you know, of Lindsay Park being at the helm. Oh, definitely. There's always an element of pressure. And um, just to put it in perspective, Sam, since we've taken over, we've had a global pandemic here. Dad's moved to Hong Kong. And then also, by not by design, uh, our partner who was with us last year, Tom Dabening, he's also gone out and trained on his own for his own reasons. So with this... Us, our yard's had a lot of changes, and um, but we've been really working hard at it and we've really got it, um, I think, going really well at the moment and it's been a big challenge for us and we've got a great team around us. So I, we do feel the pressure, but at the same time I feel like uh, everyone understands what's happened and we're almost like the underdog again, Sam. Just for the benefit of the uninitiated, Ben... You know, people all, everyone's aware of Lindsay Park. Lindsay Park's almost become a, like a, uh, a, a land, not only is it a landmark, but it's almost like an amusement centre. You'd say to people, have you been to Lindsay Park? Oh, yeah, that's up in the Barossa. What a great spot. But just for the simple, for the benefit of the, of the uninitiated, just give us an in, insight of the enormity of your size of your business. How many horses do you run? How many staff do you have? What sort of a turnover? Yep. Um, so we, I'll go right back from the start. Uh, we did sell from the Barossa. We sold our property there and we've developed here at Euroa. Uh, we've built it up. Uh, we have at any time around between 180 and 200 horses in work and it's very busy and we employ around 100, 110 people and it's a, it's a full-on job these days. Uh, you've got to service your clients. Uh, we really work on that here at Lindsay Park. Uh, it's something that JD and I have really put a focus on. It's making sure our clients have the best service they can. And we've got fantastic facilities here. And uh, basically, we've got outdoor day yards, uh, 32 of them. Uh, we've got boxes, uh, lots of boxes, and we've just got lots of training opportunities here. Uh, we've got our own training facilities, our own grass track. Uh, we've got three options to canter our horses on slow tracks. I've uh, got treadmills, swimming pools, water walkers. It's basically the Disneyland for horses. So it's um, it's a pleasure to train here, Sam, and re we really like it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's very good. Oh, by the way, Sam, don't forget to mention yes, Mitchell on the way. Mitchell on the one that oh, was oh, oh. <laughs> And if I may digress for a moment myself, Leon, I had a knock on the door last night. There was yes. a delivery. And they need to elaborate. I think you can almost, you don't need a cryptic clue, do you? Did I, did I get my half? You're breaking up, Leon. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> just a sip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the great Mitchell didn't print. No, I buried that. I buried that. Although I got rid of a couple of corks. Uh, now, Ben, uh, when Dad came back from Hong Kong, I think, uh, when was it, 206? Yeah, the stable was at a, uh, not a, not a, you know, it was finding its way. It had a couple of rough years. Dad built it up again within two years. He became the premier, premier uh, trainer in uh, in Australia, in Victoria. And uh, then, of course, uh, 
you know, you're going along swimmingly, you built your rower, your rower was a, a huge investment. Uh, and now he's back at Hong Kong and now you've had a changing of the guard again. Now, racing in a lot of circumstances, it's very, well, not, there's a lot of loyalty in racing. I understand that. But a lot of people are used to the old guard. And when you change as a change to the new guard, people become a little bit reticent, a little bit reluctant. Have you found it difficult now that once upon a time when the mention of Lindsay Park, people would automatically gravitate and give you horses? Now with the now with the departure of Dad and you've got the new breed, which is you and JD, do you find it more difficult to – and Tom, Tom leaving, Tom Davenick, of course, branching out on his own, do you feel that owners are more reluctant to give you horses until, there's a, until you've proven yourselves or you still feel it's business as normal? It's, it is business as normal for us. And what we try to do, Sam, is just give them the best experience we can. Um, if we get the results and train winners and the winners keep coming in, which we have been doing. Um, I, well, that's I think proof. People, that's proof there, enough, yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there, there are people that will sit back and watch and see how we go. Um, there are always people that will doubt you. Um, but if we just do our best, uh, we just work on the basics, getting the right things right, making the right decisions and start getting the results. I think results speak uh, for you, yourself. I don't think we need to – I think we just need to keep getting winners. And But, of course, there's that element. Uh, we, Without doubt, we have lost some horses uh, with Tom leaving, uh, naturally there were some owners that were aligned with Tom. Uh, they wanted Tom to train them, so we lost horses that way. Um, and then we lost other horses for all different kind of reasons. But we basically put it into footy terms. Uh, we lost a whole midfield. So what we're doing now is we just got to develop new horses, find horses in our yard that can go through the grades and just present them and put them in the right races and get winners. And mm. It will change. Uh, stables always go through ups and downs and it's something that we're currently in a rebuilding phase and I think uh, if we keep, you know, training winners and being competitive, horses running well, uh, owners will come back. People, it's a circle. They always try different things and if you give them a good experience and they'll, they'll eventually come back. So it's something we've got to work on. Obviously, uh, we've had a lot of change, like I said earlier. There's been a pandemic. Tom's left. Dad's left. Um, my brother's come into the partnership. Um, I've been training for five years. Uh, it's obviously people, some people do watch you and want you not to succeed, but uh, Dad's given us a really good grounding. grounding and uh, we're hungry, so I don't think we'll fail, Sam. No, there's no question of that. I mean, so the pedigree's there. Uh, you know, just like in football terms, everyone thinks, you know, great players don't make great coaches. I think you guys have been, you know, very well very well schooled and you know the ins and outs of the machinations of big business. I'm, I'm sure you'll, you know, you've already succeeded, but it's just that level of uh, acceptance from the, from, the, from the general public out there. You know, they see a new boy on the block, they think, oh, gee, we've dealt with the old, you know, the old tiger for so long. I wonder if the new boys have got it. But I'm sure you got it in spades. Tell me, in your own in your own view, you've seen your, you know, I don't know if you saw a lot of your grandfather training, but you've seen certainly a lot of your dad. Have training methodologies changed dramatically over the years? Um, generally, no. But what, what 
I have noticed along with dad is uh, probably training of horses has come a lot level now. Uh, everyone has same feed. Uh, the feed's very similar. Uh, everyone has good tracks and good facilities. Where back when CS was training, he had a big advantage because he knew how to feed his horses correctly. He had really good facilities where other trainers probably couldn't get yeah. the facilities that he had. So it's become more of a level playing field. And I think you can see that uh, on the premiership table. Um, generally, every trainer, the top 10 trainers um, are all within each other. And it's just luck. Like, you know, if mm-hmm. you can get a, a Wayne Carey and <laughs> and he's a superstar. Yeah. and They can change can things a, around quickly. Exactly. And, uh, and that's the perception of the stable. You only need... Uh, 10 really good horses at a city class to look like you're flying. No, the yeah. point, before I give you to Leon, the point I'm trying to make is, seeing our game in footy, for argument's sake, 20 years ago, Leon will test this, we were always told to have steak and eggs on the morning of the game. <laughs> now, if they saw you with steak and eggs, you'd be axed to the thirds, not the seconds. Yes. That's how much, the, 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 that's how much you know, the, the theory of it all has changed. And yeah, in your so, game, I remember vividly, and I often, often talk to your old man about it, you know, we would never back things second up. Second up was almost, uh, you know, an, an anathema to the game. Mm-hmm. People hated back, and now, you know, people tell you second up's not a, uh, not a diversion at all. Yeah. And, and there's also technologies improved. Uh, there's treadmills now, there's water walkers, there's lots of other little things that you can use to help horses recover yeah, expedite um, that, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> lots and lots of things. And, you know, even like using a day yard and putting a horse out in the day yard for the day, let them get them head down on the grass, that wasn't done years ago either. Like it has changed in that regard, yes. Now tell me, Ben, what are the hours? You like your old man, mean and lean, up at three in the morning or you're uh, sleeping in? <laughs> no working hard, Sam. Don't you worry. Uh, I know you work hard, but I'm asking your, your hours. <laughs> Um, so my alarm will go off about four o'clock. Uh, we're lucky we've got our own private training facility. So alarm goes off at four o'clock in the yard around 4.45. Um, and then first horses work at first light. So I often just potter around, uh, make sure the work list is all correct in the morning, go check legs, uh, just check all those kind of little things first thing in the morning and generally finish around 12 o'clock. Uh, and then you normally have about a couple hours of relaxing and you often have races as well, so you're working then. Um, you're either going to the races or watching them on TV. So, so it's a big job. You never stop. No, you don't. What about your relationship with jockeys? I know your grandfather had, uh, had stable jockeys, uh, Michael Clark, for a long time, uh, etc. Johnny Soccer. Yeah, Johnny in the early days. David had, uh, had a – although David became very terse uh, with jockeys, he – he didn't tolerate them that much. He he kept them uh, kept them honest, although he had no, a couple of uh, couple of stables, yeah, stable we're, jockeys. We have jockeys we use uh, a lot. Uh, we're using Daniel Stackhouse a lot, Luke Nolan, um, Mark Zara when he's not suspended. Uh, <laughs> you know, all those kind of jockeys we use. Basically, uh, Craig Williams. We've had a lot of luck with Craig Williams, but um, well, he's, had, he's, had his, said, he's had his he's had his altercations with Craig. Sammy, the old man said, "Don't." Don't marry them. Have a fling. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. You know, 
Uh, I don't mind a gentle nudge. Now, your old man always said, I don't mind to be gently nudged, but don't rape me. I think the same, yeah. the same, the same applies. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your relationship with them? Generally good. Generally good. Um, obviously, as every trainer could attest. I, I, I was anxious to find out whether Ben has got much running around the spring cattle. I've got um, this year. We're not going to have a super strong team, but we've got an exciting horse called Mister Brightside. Um, he's been yeah. going through the grades. His one is. Um, last three races and looked impressive every time. So he's a horse that could pop up, pop up in a race like a Cantala, uh, something like that, uh, in over the spring. Uh, but he's an exciting horse. Probably another horse would look at would be Sandy Prince. Uh, he's been racing very well. Uh, he'll be running in a couple of weeks, and if he performs well, there's a the Caulfield Guineas. Maybe he could pop up in. So. Uh, we've got nice progressive horses, a couple nice stays, um, a horse uh, called Port Gilliam. So we'll have a couple runners and hopefully get a couple winners. Ben, when they split up Lindsay Park, when they divested David of the breeding uh, interests of uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Park and permitted him just to concentrate on what he does best, that is train horses, what is the current situation at uh, Lindsay, at uh, Euroa? Do you breed, you've got a breeding uh uh, component there as well, have you not? Yes, we do. We do. We're nowhere near as big as we used to be. Um, Dad has. But do you look after that, or how's that split up? Do you look after that, or you just train? You just train the horses. We just train. Uh, we've got. We employ people that that's their job to manage the horses, the mares. But my dad has, um, and then we basically we work out if we keep them to race or we sell them. Um, it's just it's a process that you do. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's more training our business now. Uh, we've definitely gone away from the breeding side uh, for a couple number of years now. Leon, uh, spring carnival is going to be uh, rather barren by def by his own admission. We might have to find another trainer. Do you think? <laughs> uh, well, well, no, we've I'll been be little to the hay stable. It'll be all right. You watch. Yeah. Now, Leon, if I may interrupt you for a second, I know you you like you're you're a man that plans for the future, and one of this their their popular popular sayings in the Hayes camp is the the future belongs to those that plan. That's always been the mantra of the Hayes stable. Now you know me; I've been slightly more erratic than you. I'm not as structured as you, Leon. So in my hand, I've got the sale guide. Today's sale guide. Now, I noticed in the last race they've got a very short price favourite called Deep Blast. Now, I don't expect Ben to go public here, but uh, this is not going to be shown until after the race has been. Better uh, than interest, boys. Is it better than interest? Oh, that, you no need to elaborate, Ben. I know exactly what you're saying. Now, Ben, He's just for – because, uh, uh, as I said, this is not going to be public. Uh, anything else I should be looking at apart from that one? No, I think you just stick to that one. Deep blast in the last at sale. It should go close. Yeah. And hopefully when this is aired, it's, it's one. <laughs> well, Ben, for your sake, I have, but it's because I'm on my way to Yarrah very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Leon. See, we don't have to wait till the spring carnival. We're going to look at the ice cream by 5 o'clock. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brighton, they won the last race yesterday too. 
Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah Ruggle, Nuggles, Ruggle, start. Uh, ben, Ben, you're in a, a tough industry. Uh, you and your brother are uh, young blacks on the way up. I remember your father going through a period where everybody thought the Hayes name was going to be wiped out. Uh, that was at the time where the sale of Lindsay Park at, uh, in the Barossa uh, wasn't going according to plan and uh, uh, Uroa was sort of half-built and obviously um, he wasn't training as much as he would have liked to have, And uh, but he came up better than ever. So um, I can see you guys being this time next year, the year after, being once again up the top and uh, that'll make it three Hayes dynasties, if you like, uh, in a row. And so well done to you and JD and... I think on behalf of Sam, I'm saying good luck to you and hope it all works out for you. There's no yeah, doubt, no, Lyle. And the other thing is, they don't have to worry about a dynasty. They don't have to worry about, you know, a succession plan. They're only kids in their 30s, you know, taking yeah. on one of the biggest empires in the world. And they've got 20, 30 years before they even have to worry about succession <laughs> plans. Well, but the only thing that worries me about Ben, Leon, now you're a good, you're a good, uh, uh, you know, piety is very prevalent in your life, and we're believers. What worries me about Ben is, uh, well, dare I say it, it's not imperative, but he's not married, he's living in sin. Not living in sin, but he's living with a partner at Uroa, and uh, I'm sure mum and dad would like to see him actually, you know, do the right thing. How far away is that, Ben, your marriage? Around the corner. <laughs> what? Not far away. Are you still there, Ben? I'm ben. still here. <laughs> when can we? Well, I got to. I got to buy a suit, Ben. When should I uh, plan well, it for? Well, you just have to wait and see. <laughs> you just have to wait. And see. Uh, ben, hey, you got a beautifully uh, talented Sam, girl, Ben. Yeah. Ben Hayes and um, Sam Kangovich there talking about the nuptials, uh, the upcoming nuptials of. Ben Hayes, I hope that his girlfriend knows about this. Um, <laughs> this has been this has been an unusual edition of yeah. Life and Sport. And uh, and Ben, we wish you all the best for the Spring Carnival. Go, bright, Mr. Brightside, and uh, folks, we'll catch you next week.